This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and a power saver. I'm also a huge fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, and anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. And each day, I'm going to share one of my favorite deep cuts with you. So let's take a look at today's stories. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365 MXM On this day in 2005, Indonesia experienced one of the largest power blackouts in history leaving over 100 million people without power for six hours in the middle of a workday. Jakarta, the largest city in Southeast Asia, was completely without power, leading to all kinds of chaos. So how did the blackout happen, and what can we learn from it? Well, let's reverse. If you didn't know, Indonesia is a country in Southeast Asia, made up of 17,508 individual islands. Only 6,000 of them are inhabited, but that makes it the largest island country in the world. Other island countries you're familiar with would be Japan, the Philippines, the United Kingdom, to name a few. The biggest island belonging only to Indonesia is Sumatra, which is roughly the size of Montana. The smallest island in Indonesia, Simping, is the smallest island in the entire world as well. It's just a little bit of rock, sand, and a few trees. Fun fact, Indonesia is made up of so many islands of all different sizes that until they made an official count in 2017, no one really knew how many islands were a part of the country. Indonesia is also the world's seventh largest economy and fourth most populated country after China, India, and the United States. Indonesia saw a massive amount of economic growth and urbanization throughout the 1990s. Before the 2020 COVID-19 pandemic, they were considered a rising global market and newly industrialized nation. In the 1950s, only 15% of Indonesia's population lived in large cities, with most people spread out in rural, agricultural regions. But urban industry started picking up speed, and young people began flocking into the big cities. By 1990, the percent of the population in large cities had doubled, and it's still going up. The most populous island in Indonesia is the island of Java, which is both the geographic and economic center of the city. Fun fact, ever called a cup of coffee java or had a java chip frappuccino? Well, the word java comes directly from the island in Indonesia. The Dutch colonized Indonesia in the 1800s and brought coffee trees to plant on the islands, especially in Java. The trade flourished, though of course it enriched the Dutch colonizers, not the local people. But coffee remains a strong export from Java to this day. Back to 2005, though. The blackout affected most of the island of Java, which is home to more than half the population of Indonesia. The capital city, Jakarta, is the largest city in Southeast Asia with a population of over 10 million in the city limits and over 30 million in the greater metropolitan area. As a comparison, New York City has a population of 8.5 million and the greater metro area is 20 million. So Jakarta's greater metro area is 10 million more than New York City's. That's like adding a whole other New York City to New York City's metro area. On August 8, 2005, at 10.23 a.m., the power went out across Java 
and the small neighboring island of Bali. Nearly everything in Jakarta went black. Stoplights at intersections, trains, public transit, lights, central air, everything. Most hotels and office buildings were able to get generators going, but not before people came pouring out into the streets in fear of what was happening. Cars crashed going through intersections without working lights. Traffic jammed to a standstill. Commuters were stranded on stalled trains. People were trapped in elevators. Flights were grounded. Schools had no power, so they sent kids home, but homes had no power either. No power means no lights, no air, no hot water. Hospitals had to postpone surgeries or even refuse to accept new patients. Eventually, over 18,000 police and service people were deployed to help people navigate the gridlock and chaos, and help douse fires caused by candles. And of course, people feared for the worst, that this was a terror attack. The power didn't come back on for over six hours. So what happened? Well, it wasn't terrorism. Indonesia had been facing a growing energy crisis. As the country rapidly urbanized, the demand for power quickly surpassed the supply. The energy infrastructure couldn't keep up with the pace of migration and the government wasn't investing enough money in repairs and rebuilding. The problem had reached a point where the government was asking people to conserve energy because they didn't have enough. On August 18th, a single transmission line in Java failed. It was super old, super outdated, and had just not been fixed. And yet this one single failure caused a chain reaction of system failures that knocked out power for over 100 million people. What all this means is that infrastructure matters. Infrastructure is one of those things that we don't think about much until it breaks. This might sound like a developing world problem, but it's not. America has the same issues with aging infrastructure that isn't ready to deal with the changing world and the changing climate. And we've already seen some of the consequences of failed infrastructure, like when Texas has a historic cold snap and the heat goes out, or a heat wave hits Portland and the streetcar cables start melting, or New York City gets battered by historic rains that flood your subway system. All things that happened in the United States in 2021, by the way. Whether it's caused by rapid urbanization, climate change, or a combination of the two, a strain on our infrastructure is a problem. Sometimes, even if it's not broken, you probably should still fix it. Fortunately, it's a problem with a solution. We just need to invest in our infrastructure. Fingers crossed. Now, let's talk about music. On August 18th, 1998, Kid Rock released Devil Without a Cause. The album sold 14 million copies and made the Rumple Rap rocker a huge star. Kid Rock grew up in Michigan and started his music career playing shows and DJing at talent shows in Detroit. He signed to Jive Records when he was just 17, but they dropped him after his first album, reportedly because he sounded too much like Vanilla Ice. He released two independent albums, honing his sound, a mix of rap, hip-hop, rock, country, and heavy metal. In 1997, he signed with Lava Records and released an album that would put him on the map. Devil Without a Cause. The album was, in his own words, a redneck, shit-kicking rock and roll rap album. Kid Rock can be a polarizing figure as someone who built his persona around not being politically correct. In 2019, he had to close his Detroit restaurant after he was caught making racist and sexist comments about Oprah Winfrey and other women as well. At the same time, he is a major philanthropist who has done a lot for Detroit, and I can't say Kid Rock is my own style, but he certainly found a way to resonate with his fan base through a career spanning over 30 years. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And now for today's final segment, I'll be going into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on an August 18th in my life. Okay, I was doing like a handful of not very exciting things on any sort of August 18th. I think August 18th, 2020, I was invited by <laughs> Jay from Day6 to play some scribble with Keshi and him and a few other people. I bought an All Might figure on August 18th, 2017. I wore socks that say I Love Bread on August 18th of 2016. On August 18th of 2015, my brother had his first day of high school, and I took screenshots of our family text of my parents being really worried for him, <laughs> but it ended up being fine. So that's my rundown of all the August 18ths of my life. Thanks for going back in time with me, and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can come back tomorrow for more stories from the past. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so... Don't leave too soon, I'm gonna teach you stuff, no it won't be tough, gonna go a year till you've had enough, it's 365.